Yo, listeners, welcome to Tetsuo Tells a Story. I'm Tetsuo. Please enjoy this episode titled Triple Dose of Scary Haunted House Stories. Now, let us begin. <laughs> Story 1 With its history, the Elton House in London, Ontario is almost expected to be haunted. Lots of people claim to have seen and heard weird things. The most famous claim was before it even became a museum. It is said that the family that lived there had thrown a ball and several attendants had apparently seen the ghost of a man named Winman Winnet. But that's a different story, not the one I want to share with you. I want to share with you my own experience at Alden House. When I was in 7th grade, my class was learning about local history, and with London being a small town with not a lot of history buffs, our teacher was actually a retired curator at the Elden House. I've actually never been to Elden House, but I passed it a few times, so I don't know much about it. When it was announced that we'll be taking a field trip to Elden House, our teacher held a quick discussion in class about what we should expect at Elden House. And someone asked if it was actually really haunted. I remember her answer quite clearly. She sounded almost annoyed with the question. She said that she had worked there for a very long time and never believed it was haunted. That anywhere noise was just a creaky house with a shoddy electric wiring. I was personally comforted by her response. I believed in ghosts my whole life, but I didn't believe that just because a place was old meant that it was haunted. And if she worked there for so long, obviously she knew what she was talking about. My best friend Megan felt the same way, and we left to that field trip expecting nothing but an old house with some creaky floors and bad wiring. We were all looking out the bus window at the house when we arrived. As we were pulling to a stop, I had thought I'd seen something in one of the upstairs window, but it was gone in a blink of a second. I asked Megan and Noel, the girl sitting in front of me, if they had seen anything. They both told me they hadn't, and that anything I have seen was probably a reflection off of nearby cars or buildings. I put it in my head, telling myself that I was just paranoid. We split into two groups, each going with a staff member for a tour. Megan and I had been split apart, but when the teacher wasn't looking, I have sneaked off to join Megan's group. In every room, I was struck by familiarity. Even now, I can't really explain it. It felt like major deja vu. Megan had even stopped her regular joking around when she realized that something was off about me. She pulled me away from the group a little and asked if I was alright. She said I looked like I was ready to be sick, and I told her I had a weird deja vu-like feeling, like when you're on the cusp of remembering something important. Before we could talk more, we were scolded by our tour guide, but even as we continued on, Megan stayed close. Eventually the feeling went away, and I started enjoying the tour, frequently admiring this old painting on the walls. Later on, we were allowed to roam on our own and to check out everything that we didn't get to see. 
So Megan and I went upstairs to the bedroom that were sealed behind glass. We stopped in front of a child's room and made a game out of trying to see little details in the room from our distance at the class. At one point, Megan stopped and she hushed me and she told me she was really cold all of a sudden. Her arms were covered with goosebumps, but I felt fine, warm even. It didn't really make sense to me. I looked and there wasn't an air duct near us that I could see. It was a warm day and everywhere else in the house was warmed, from all the staff to all the students. Slightly freaked out, I grabbed her hand and led her downstairs and stopped. I noticed that her hand felt like ice. It wasn't just cold. It felt like there was no heat coming from her skin at all. I told her how cold she felt and she just said she wanted to leave and that something didn't feel right. Obviously, she was a little freaked out, so I took her by hand and led her to the stairs. I let her go down first, and I was about to step onto the first step when I heard something whisper from behind me. I couldn't make out any words, but it was enough to make me whip my head around. Seeing that nothing was behind me, I turned my attention back to the stairs. Megan was almost at the bottom and had turned to me to ask what was wrong. Already, the color was coming back to her cheeks. I told her it was nothing, and I stepped onto the stairs. I hadn't gone maybe two steps before I felt something slam onto my back. I lost my footing for a few steps before grabbing onto the banister, knocking right into Megan, almost sending us flying. Our teacher, who had just been coming through, scolded at us for not being more careful. Thoroughly freaked out at this point, I told her I felt like something had pushed me. The teacher scuffed at us and told us not to spread any more stories about the Elden House. It wasn't long before it was time to leave, but my back was killing me. We settled into our seats onto the bus. Megan took the outside seat and lifted the back of my shirt slightly, blocking the aisle with her body in case anybody saw my bra. Megan gasped and quickly lowered my shirt. She asked me quietly if I had gotten into a fight before the field trip, if anybody had hurt my back that day. I told her no, and I asked why. She told me that my back had puncture marks, and that it looked like nail marks. They weren't deep, and they weren't bleeding, but some of the skin had been pulled back, as if somebody dug their nail in me. We didn't speak the entire ride back to school, and it became a silent agreement that we would never speak of this ever again. To this day, we never actually discussed what happened, but I've always wondered. Story two. For a while, my father and stepmother lived in an old house with a lot of land outside of Fresno It was just weird and never a place that I enjoyed spending time at whenever I visited. It was hard to sleep because of all the strange noises. It would annoy me whenever I tried to sleep. Like creaks of the old house would just cut through the air and I just couldn't shake it. One night when I was in my half brother's room, he was about six at the time. I told him goodnight before I headed off to my room. I forgot to close the door for some reason. So I turned around and just a few steps outside of the hallway. On the ground, 
I saw the light from the lamp in his room, casting a shadow against the wall opposite of his room. Only, it wasn't a shadow. It looked like something hunched over, kind of like an old man or woman. I could see the shadow of its hand together, as if it was in some sort of prayer. I immediately dashed into the room, just to find my brother patting down his bed. I asked him if he saw anything or if anyone was in there, and he just said no. It felt so real, but I thought it was just a trick my mind had played on me. I asked him if he was sure, and he kept nodding his head up and down. Accepting this as good enough for me, I went to bed, and of course, I struggled to fall asleep as usual. The next morning, my brother, our dad, and I were at the breakfast table. After father got up from the table, my brother smiled widely at me and loudly whispered, as most child only know how to do. Hey, hey, I have a secret. I asked him, Okay, what's your secret? He flapped his hand for me to give him my ear. I leaned in and he said, Bro, there was an old scary lady in my room last night, and I don't know who she is. Should I keep talking to her? Story 3 Okay, so when I was 12, we lived in this house in southeastern Idaho, and my room was in the back of the house, and my closet had the door to the attic in it. Now, at this time, it was in the middle of my parents' divorce, and they had just uprooted me from the life that I've lived for the past six years. And at that time, it was a huge deal, half of my life. Anyways, I don't know if this was brought on by emotional stress or whatever, but one night, I was laying awake in bed, unable to sleep, and curled into a ball facing the room. I was wrapped in a big comforter, but the temperature in the room kept dropping until I was sure that I could have seen my breath. I opened my eyes and I looked around my room. And on the wall, in between the closet door and the door to my room, I had this vanity, complete with a mirror that had been built into the wall before we moved in. I stared at it for a while, watching the window directly across from it. As I watched, I saw two hands reach up and start pushing the window open. But when I look at the window, nothing was there. It wasn't even opened. I look back at the mirror and the hands were gripping at the bottom of the frame as if someone was pulling themselves up. My window was about seven feet off the ground. They kept pulling themselves up and through the window, pushing the window blinds out of the way. And when I look back to the window, they only sway slightly. When I look back at the mirror, the figure was standing up. It was a girl with long dark hair and light skin. Her hair was smooth and soft looking, as if she took good care of it. It hung in front of her face and down her back, swaying slightly as she moved. She took a step forward and then another, 
continuing across my room until she came to the mirror. She lifted her head, staring at the mirror, and then turning until she was facing my reflection. She stared for a few seconds before moving out of my sight towards the closet. A few minutes later, the closet slowly opened and I hear her climb up into the attic, pushing the trap door out of the way. Since then, every time I look into the mirror, I see a faint figure standing behind my right shoulder, watching everything I do. I hate looking at my reflection because I'm so scared of it. We've since moved out of that house, but it has followed me and I just want it gone. Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this episode. Please let me know if you have a specific type of story you want to hear. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to Tetsuo Tells a Story. Do you have a story to tell? Let me know and I can read it to the world. See you in the next episode. Thanks.